Trojan Scoot into the flames of war, Team Yankee, Friend of a Nation, Nam, and Great War Podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming, with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our panzers flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, fading to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook, on the blog at BreakthroughSort.co.uk, and to shop at Battlefield Hobbies, because Hammy likes to spoil ETC lists. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan cheat 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 a go go gosling uh, Yeah, I, I like greyhounds. They're, they're the new thing. And Lee, oh, look at me, I play more than one system to be cool with the kids, Parnell. <laughs> You're better at us dumping those titans, aren't you? <laughs> Welcome to episode 16, the one where we finish talking about D-Day. Yes. Should we just apologise to Phil again? Just, just while we're I here. I think we just got to constantly apologise to Phil until we actually yeah. do it, don't we? <laughs> Sorry, Phil. Sorry, Phil. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one without Phil again. That would just be the title of every episode going forward until he's finally on it. The dogs agree. Yeah. Sorry. Woof, woof, woof. Duncan let the dogs out. Yeah. Or didn't. One, one second. I'll be back. I'll be Mozart. Lee, you're going to be Brahms. I, I guess so. Yes, my, my, that's about the limit of my of my classical music then, apart from like El Car and that kind of thing. <laughs> Back Mozart, the other Beethoven, the other Disney dog, um, the other Disney dog, <laughs> Rome. <laughs> you write a heap. That's classical, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, Lee, what are we talking about tonight in our fastly prepared show notes? Oh, we're going to do the, the usual inane chatter. So um, we're going to start off with what we've been up to, which for certainly me and you has been the open day. Did we go to the open day? I, I, all I remember is 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 a copious amount of painting followed by some foggy, like, <laughs> travelling. Lots of travelling, yes. <laughs> a vague haze of rolling dice and stuff. Yeah, and then there was like this big beach thing and, and lots of dice and, and fun. And then there was a sauna. And... <laughs> Then there was some more travelling in, in, you know, and then I was home and I had a big pile of, of toys. Yeah. Which was... uh, we're then going to talk second part of detail, talk about the scenarios and also look at what we really fancy doing for that book. Ooh. We're going to do our, our new, newly named uh, section of Officer's Questions. And Dun-dun. then we'll go over events and... Wind up from there. Awesome, awesome. Okay, Duncan, you um, sort out the dog situation? Yeah, I'm back. He just saw something he didn't like out the window. Decided to make a big song and dance about it, so he's fine. Well, no, evolutionally, that's why we have dogs, is to yes. basically bark at the things outside unless something's coming. <laughs> yeah, there's a cat across the road, actually, that just sits there and mugs him off. Just sits there <laughs> looking at him. So... <laughs> Which I quite, I quite enjoy. Just the idea of this, this cat just getting there going, what? One day she just replaced the window with cellophane. No, I, I, yeah. Just let him have it. <laughs> Ambush positions, yeah. <laughs> okay, so open day. Yeah. Open day. Oh, what a day. Nottingham. Oh, what I mean, It was, it was... Sorry. It was it was a, you know a terrible day. It's a, lo- it a long day, wasn't it? It was a long day, but it was it was horrible because Duncan wasn't there. 
I know. You missed. I was I was doing uh, rescuing hostages from seven forty seven jets. You can't tell anyone about that. Oh yeah, sorry. Secret. It was so hot. You know what? It's quite funny. Um, I've only just recovered on Thursday. My I couldn't go up and downstairs. My thighs were so <laughs> sore. Um, I think yeah, it was um, it was the hottest hottest day so far this year. Oh mate, it was very warm. Yeah, super warm. So what did you do on this super hot day? I finished painting my German German defenders at 2am. Oh my god. And when was Lee sticking the tufts on the bases? Well... The M1? (laughs) No, we kind of skipped that because Lee's main duty was to keep me awake as I got up to go pick him up at 4am. Oh jeez. So I had a cup of coffee waiting for him when he got there. What he doesn't know is I'd already had to. <laughs> yeah, but I imagine at that point you should just be fueled by caffeine, right? Pretty so, much. Like, yeah. Caffeine and adrenaline and excitement for what we were about to go do. Obviously, because I, I I went last year, so yeah. I had an idea of what was coming up. Um, but obviously, it's still it's only the second year, so who knows what they're going to change and tweak. Um, but even I was like unprepared for just quite how awesome the board looked when we arrived the board right run, run us through then so oh you mean the six by so the six d-day game six yes so six d-day what mission did we play um, foobar foobar six games of foobar and D-day, those boards are played lengthways so the entire board was 24 foot long and then six foot wide um, I think we played it as like six separate boards to a certain degree. Yeah, and then when well, we had the first game that we had, I ended up running straight away because they everyone else went to the Flames of War seminar. We played two tables together, so they actually got eight foot of D Day action, which was pretty cool. Hot D Day action. Hot D Day action. You have to pay yeah. good money for that kind of action card. Oh, absolutely, you got to pay double. Um, <laughs> But instead, you only paid ten pounds to get in and got a huge, and got a thirty quid church, no, a so. thirty pound church, and the limited edition tokens and a model. Um, oh, what's the limited edition? Uh, tanks. Whoa, 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 whoa. How, oh, come the, back, come, come, come back. The, the, the tokens are the ones from the gaming kit, gaming night. Oh, kit. oh, swag. not everyone would have access to those because they're oh. only sent out to stores and clubs that are running the Facebook yeah, yeah. event. So nice. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're really good. I, I, I love custom tokens. However, I play so many armies. <laughs> kind of having, I've kind of gone the other direction for the tokens. Yeah, and I now have those generic Flames of War ones that have tigers on, which make me happy. But it's the Flames of War tiger as opposed to the, you know, yeah. German tiger. Does that make sense? Does that even make sense? Mm, you mean the one off the front cover, right? Yeah, the one that they used to have on the as the Flames of War logo. So that's that's a hefty swag bag then. So you had the thirty pound church. Yeah, the ruined tokens. church. Uh, plastic tokens and objectives and um, artillery because there's two sets. There's the like oh, bailed out, bogged down standard token set, and then there's the objective sets that have the ranged in markers and the minefield markers. So you got. Ooh, that's handy. Leave you got both. 
Um, and then you got also a late war tank sprue. If you were at the opening day and you're listening to this and you didn't get a late war tank sprue, just email Battlefront and tell them so. Because I think a couple of bags went out and they hadn't put them in. Because I've seen one person's review saying they were supposed to get one and didn't. And then I know later on as I walked past, I saw they had had big part of sprues on the side. So I think some people just didn't get. What, what sprue was it supposed to be? Was it when you say late war tank sprue? I don't know. I think they got a mix. I think it was just the random sprue. Yeah. Like, so the first year, last year, they gave us a tanks starter blister, like a tanks. Oh, I see. When you say tanks, you mean the tanks, the game, right? I, well, last year it was. This year it was just the sprue. So no, right. no, none of the actual cards to play tanks with, if that makes but, sense. Yeah, you get a single sprue of something. Yeah. yeah, I think the ones I saw were Panzer Fours, but don't hold me to that's what you're going to get. Okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, no, that's awesome source. And so, that's, that's you could turn up if you're local. You could drive, turn up, get that, leave, and then that's still way worth more than what you've paid for for a ticket. Well, yeah, you're talking about what forty odd quid probably there. Yeah, Easy. I mean. And that's without the best part of the day, to be honest. That's just like a really good thing to start with. That's just some swag. Swaggy just swag swag. Just some swag. You know, they had um, the micro shop. Um, was it tiny? Not micro shop. Compared to last year, it was smaller. Um, but that's, I think... Is just, it like a pop-up shop type thing? That's, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So last year, they tried to bring everything they had. And I think that was just too much stuff. Mine got, yeah, I'm not surprised. So what they did now, they've moved around the venue a little bit more and used the space better. So they were using the space they had for the shop last year as like the whole gaming space. Right, yeah, because that's quite a big table we had. So yeah, I mean, they've needed... Yeah, exactly. And there, that, yeah. We, ours was one of four games in that room. One, yeah. two, Leeds, was it Leeds? Night Owls? Yeah, so Night Owls had um, a massive, um, uh, what's like eight by eight, I think, easily. Maybe twelve by eight. Um, oil, oil wars sort of um, game going on, which looked great. Yeah. That's like something. Yeah, Ooh. they had it's like a dem, like um, a sword beach table. I think it's a game. I think it's just like a, like a display model kind of. Yeah, it was a, it was a display of a yeah. guy's really gone to like. You had all the proper um, LCTs, you know, that kind of thing with like the um, big ramps. God, uh, that'd yeah. be cool. And then there was two smaller games, um, Whitman's, Char- Whitman's Charge Ride. and there were um, Breakout Manor. Was it Breakout Manor? Uh, and the one with, like from Band of Brothers, where Winters basically uh, yeah. sets the a artillery. textbook example of yeah. And they and, also had the Winterboard, didn't they? For... And the Winterboard, which again was just really kind of on show. Blimey. That's well, they may, be, they may have been running games, but I think we were just so wrapped up. It's focused, point. yeah. Yeah. But it was really cool because they were keeping score on the on the on the break or on the um, Whitman's one. At the end of the day, they had like um, a prize for who scored the highest. I believe the score for the Whitman's board was absolutely smashed compared to any other event the guys run it, it at. It was the highest they'd ever seen. Really? Yeah. What did you get? Like points for killing, like yeah. stuff that wasn't a truck. Type thing? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Well, you, I think you got points for armored vehicles and then more. More for armored vehicles than he did for trucks, but you got points for whatever you killed. And this guy nearly tabled it. I think he tabled it. Jeez. I think he got like the nearest to the maximum score that anyone's ever got. I think there's like a couple of infantry stands left. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is it was like it was Whitman's head at that moment, just going, 
you're dead. Yeah, it's like like if he like could a have... German propaganda film, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. the German propaganda was true. That's what happened on that table. Wow. Um, so that was the main hall. You had the pop up shop that had all of the had like the new book cards, tokens, um, some of the new models. Then yeah. you could pre-order the ones that weren't there. Um, selection of D and D stuff. Um, all of the, I want to say all of the, but no, not all of the, but just a good selection actually. It was a stuff. It was very hard because it was right in the middle of the building. So every time you went to go somewhere, you had to walk through this like temptation corridor. <laughs> it's like oh, it was like you planned that. The buggers. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah they're, they're, they're smart. You know, hats off to Gareth. He's getting, you know, just he knows the hobby crack. He's strong. Yeah, I need to go for a week. Oh, look, I've just picked up. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, but look at those nice 101st Airborne tokens that look yeah. really good. Um, they also had the oh, the uh, limited edition objective markers. Oh, okay. Yep the the um, previous uh, previous tournament objectives. Tournament ones. Yep. Yeah. So they've got good stock of those. Um, they That's had. Cool. D&D, the new D and D releases, the new D and D models that looked amazing. Um, there was was there a painting contest? Just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. so oh. painting competition. Yeah. Sorry, just the D and D reminded me then. Literally last minute, Mark, Mark reminded us to say, "Oh, we don't forget it's a painting competition." Um, so I, I, I quickly chucked in one of the, the Magak Six as the tank model and um, one of my my West German command vehicle for the objectives. And you, first you finished. I, I had to get mixed up. You just finished painting the tigers, isn't it? No, I I bought my um, really nice tiger one IC and two IC that I had from my camp group Hummel days. Um, yeah. That I actually, you know, spent. They're some of the only models that I actually painted properly, so to speak. Um, what so do you mean when you weren't rushing? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't rushing. They were airbrushed and then washed and then dry brushed and then decaled and then properly detailed. And, you know, I spent yeah. some decent time on them. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, pretty proud of them. Um, so I thought, well, I'll take those along and put those in to kind of, you know, just Why help not? the competition out. Yeah, I think the first year, it's the, the people who are going are more there to find out news and to play some funky games and not so much in the hobby element, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll take someone along to, to give it a go and to kind of help flush that out, flesh that out. Um, yep. Then I also took my Nacht Jaeger, my Night Hunters, Hunters uh, German infantry from the late, late war with their infrared STG-44s. Because um, that, again, that's a platoon that I spent a while painting with just the camouflage and, you know, they've got nice, nice bases and that kind of like urban bases, like they're sweeping through the ruins of Berlin. Um, I took those as well uh, for the infantry platoon. And uh, they actually, the, the, the Tigers didn't place, but that's because there are some amazing, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful tanks that are well, well, much, much better painted. Uh, but my Nat Jaeger came second. Oh. Well done. Unit. So I won uh, second place in a painting competition, which uh, was pretty cool. Does that um, mean you're not going to retire from painting competitions so that you can say that, you know? I've come second in quite a few painting competitions now. 
So what you're saying is you need to take your time. Well, maybe, yeah, like maybe I shouldn't paint the models at 2 a.m. before (laughs) the day. Mm -hmm. I did have a new, I did have a hobby achievement though. I did unlock an achievement. Um, One of the tigers, because I didn't know if it was unit or if it was just single model. So I bought both my tigers to be a unit. Um, The fender had snapped off. One of the rear fenders had snapped off, um, which wasn't a problem uh, because they're, they're pretty beat up anyway. You know, they're, they're war-torn. They're painted as war-torn Kenneth Group Hummel, like tigers. But obviously, I had the clear plastic left, and I had packed some um, German grey to to do some touch-up work, but I forgot to bring a brush. <laughs> However, no. I had a, a snapped-off, in the bottom of my box, I found a plastic snapped-off 50-cal MG. So I used that as a brush to paint the tiger so technically, I've painted the model with a 50 cal. That makes it sound like you've just hosed it down with 50 cal rounds. Yeah, yeah well, I painted it. Painted it. Uh, I'm not sure what to say about that. Um, saying well done doesn't <laughs> feel right. Um, that's certainly something. One of my friends, Paul Townsend, did paint a model with a banana skin. Is that a euphemism? No, an actual. Okay, thank God. We 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 were painting in a for a speed painting competition, and he's a fantastic painter. And we thought it was unfair that he used a brush, so we he just eaten a banana. So we took away his brush and gave him a cocktail stick and told him to use the banana skin. And then he did, and he won. I... Again, yeah, speechless. Yeah. I know. Just the many, the many, you know hobby tales of paint but i am very much looking forward to next year for the painting competition um because i'm gonna actually bring something so, to every every category what were the categories then so just quickly they had best objective mm-hmm. okay. best flames of war units infantry, infantry units infantry unit best flames of war tank yeah and the D D models so when we're saying flames of war do we mean it didn't include World Team Yankee. Yeah, it didn't include Team Yankee. That's why I put did. the gag- I did, that's yeah. why I put the gacking as well. Okay, yeah. that's fine. So so when we're saying Flames of War, it's a fifteen millimeter scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, cool, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh but my second place, I won a thirty quid gift voucher. Blimey. I know. Well, you, don't, you don't need any more models, Eddie. Well, I had five pounds in my pocket, so I bought another hit the beach. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Oh my god. I was like, I can get the, I can get the book and the cards and all that now, or for five pounds more, I could get a hit the beach, and then that would give me all the Shermans I need. How many copies of Hit the Beach have you got now? Only two. But okay. I did. That's all you need. Yeah. Three copies of Open Fire. So how many Paras do you own? Is it all the Paras? That's like four platoons. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is eight platoons of German infantry. Oh my good god. Yeah. Oh, um, if you're listening to this, public service announcement, don't paint models at 2 a.m. for an event that day because you're doing an all right job. But if you're anything like me, you'll paint them and think, oh, that paint looks, the colour looks a bit off, but it's, for, you know, it's Vallejo. It might dry, they dry a different shade as when they go on wet. And my eyes are pretty tired. 
then you wake up and you go they've dried but they're still not quite right i don't understand what's going on here and then you look at the bottles and you realize that you've been using german gray for the uniforms not german field gray already but you know this you know we've seen that picture 50 shades of german yeah field gray yeah no we're, we're on the table for the event they were absolutely fine i mean like you couldn't I just said it's just a Hollywood German uniform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Hollywood tiger paint, tank as well. So don't paint tired kids, kids. That's what we're saying, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. Friends don't let friends paint tired. There's three things you never do: tired, drive a car, operate heavy machinery, or paint models. Do I'm do a fly. I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. So the the. I didn't go to the Flames of War seminar because I was manning the gaming table. Oh, this is breaking news now. Yeah. Well, it's not really breaking. If you if you want breaking news, like the Breakthrough Assault Facebook page because that's where it all was. Yeah. Mark, Mark was cheekily videoing the whole thing. Yeah, we, uh, he live-streamed it, didn't he? Yeah. Technology. I oh, know. But but for, and I put up like a high a high quality video of it and plus a PDF of the yeah. of, so we're basically all we're gonna do now is just talk for his PDF. <laughs> <laughs> because it, I mean it was it was good. I mean there was a lot revealed, so um so obviously I did I did sit in this, so we got pre, um images of the American paratroops, which are not the ones on the open fire or hit the beach box set, but are actually new sculpts. Ooh, um, okay. But in so, but they're one of the last models in soft plastic. If that puts you off. Um, oh, do they? Okay, so they're they're that. Okay. So they pretty much confirmed that the paratroops and the falchamega could be the last of the soft plastics. They go, go. They've now got a much bigger focus on hard plastic again. So this is the fine cast of our age. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, see, oh, it's on soft plastic. I can. I agree it's not as good as hard plastic, but it was sometimes better than some of the metal figures were. Yep. To be honest. And it was getting better. I think it, it did have its limitations. I think that's the problem. Even when you look at the, the American paratroops, you can see bits where you're going, okay, that's probably, that's probably a limitation in the casting thing. Mm-hmm. The, the guy even joked about the big noses, because to make the noses so big, so they actually cast <laughs> up on, yeah. the, on, the, on the model. No, I was just thinking, is it, is, are we... When I meant it was a fine casting, it's like a transitional stage almost. Yeah, so well, we it, I think it, it's very much like fine casting. It was, it was a way of trying to do plastics cheaper than going through the whole thing of like, um, obviously, making a plastic tool is quite an expensive business. Yeah. Because it's a solid steel, steel tool. And so, a bit like fine cast, this was an attempt to try and do let's take all our metal figures and convert them to plastics. So we get rid of the whole metal cost without all the burden of um, a new plastic kit. And yeah. They say like fine cast, it just didn't quite work. But um, yeah, so we've got, um, we've got images of the new Jeeps and um, Greyhounds, plastic kids. Cool. Yep. Um, about those. But all that's coming out, so we're going to skip over the Americans largely, because what we had was a bit more news in the German book. Um, so, first things first, they showed us the actual force page in the force diagram, so we can see all the new companies and the support units. So we've got Beach Defenders Company, we've got um, a Falschmaker Company, and a Falschmaker Stug Assault Gun Company, which 
I'm not quite sure they had any of those D Day, but okay. I know uh, they had they had Stugs, but I don't think they actually had Brighton Company strength. But yeah, fine, we'll go with that. Um Tiger Tank Company, Panther Tank Company, Panzer Four Tank Company, Panzer um, Panzer Grenadiers and Truck Panzer Grenadiers. So that's all fairly standard. And a new entry with the Recce Company. Which I believe is the Ulfkarung of old, because it's got um, the short 250 uh, <gasps> track. Oh! And actually, so the, one of the other slides was actually showing us the um, first two pages of that company. Um, so the HQ, the platoon, and the stats of the 250 half track. But the bottom, it's got one of those, um, those two-page spreads, which shows you all the units. Yeah. So it shows you all the variants of the 250. So we know the book's got... We'll see the basic 250, no brainer there. Yep. The 8 centimeter mortar carrier. Okay. The 7.5 assault gun. Yep. The 2 centimeter um, scout house track. Oh, the slash 9. Yep, yep. lovely. Um, it's also got the Puma and for um, 7.5, 8 rack, no, the, the um, 2, 3, 4. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing that makes an appearance. Because the Puma, the Puma appears in two boxes on the force chart. I'm guessing if it's anything like how the Alpha Grun used to be, it'll be in the formation as well. That might explain why the assault gun's there as well. Nice. So yeah, we don't know. We, we can't see that. I'm just, I'm just um, speculating. Guessing. Yeah. Well, I've been speculating. Well, speculation. So the the second Panzer Recce Alpha Grun with Pumas is back on the table. So yeah, second Panzer is definitely it's definitely well worth. Second say. Panzer Alpha's room with Pumas is back on the table, boys. Yeah, that's quite. <laughs> and also, but, also they got also had the previews of the new two fifty plastic kit. So that two fifty is a very is a, a very nice looking plastic kit. It has all those options I just said on the screen. Is it stat wise? Obviously, is it that different to a two fifty one? No, basically it's just it's just um, blah, 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 pa- passenger one. So you have two rather. Than... Yeah. Uh, okay. To be fair, that's how it always used to be. So. Yeah. No, I just want just wondered. Yeah, yeah. It's... That's interesting. That's the first time we've seen an in book um, reconnaissance unit as well, isn't it? The Germans, yeah. Yeah. Mm. There, was a car- there was a card in mid-war for doing right, it. Yeah, but they're all cards. That's the problem. That's what you're saying. It's the first yeah, time yeah. a main book list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How in- that is interesting. Okay. Also, we mm. had on the, the cabinet um, plastic pack 43, 8.8. Is it pack 43? The actual one on the cruciform table. Yeah, the cruciform. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That was a sexy yeah. one. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, it be interesting to see if, if that can pop up in an artillery slot because they did did use them in that way. That would be cool. Especially later. Um, yeah. It's not looking at the force chart. It's there's an 8.8 tank counter platoon, but not like mm. um. But the artillery options are 105s, wesps, and hummels and nevs. So hashtag standard. Yeah, but you okay. got you can have up to two platoons at the pack 43 by the looks of it, and also an uh, um an 8.8 heavy AA platoon. So you can have all the 88s. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit overkill against Shermans, yeah. though, isn't it? And we get um, our flat panzers. The Jagdpanzer IV is in there as a support. Now, I've got a question on that. Mm-hmm. Do we know if that is going to be plastic? Don't know. Nothing to indicate either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, catalogue. They got a preview of the catalogue page, but unfortunately, didn't show that one. No, that's, I think that'll be interesting to see because that's that's a cool tank. Anyway, or tank hunter, tank hunter. And if you and if you think about it, you do it so you could do like a certain French company did. Do the um, 
the V, the, the you know, Panzer 470 V in the same kit is just a different gun barrel, basically. The V or the A? Uh, v, isn't it? V, A's the, the, the early one. With... A is the tall one, and V is yep. the flat one. And the yep. V is basically the same chassis as the Jagdpanzer, it's just got the, you know, the 8.8 .8 gun, if I remember correctly. Mm, okay. So if they are doing a plastic, it makes sense, because you could do both of those options. And let's say a certain French company did the third option, having the yeah, other I mean, old for doing the A version, yeah. Interesting, okay. So yeah, so, that's, so German book is looking good. And we heard, did we hear from, we heard from Pete, didn't he? Pete was via video yep. in one of the seminars. Now, was that that one? Was he yep. delivering the new? Yeah, he okay. was, yeah. He was also, so also talk about the SS book, as an aside. Oh, yeah. So SS are basically um, a fearless trained. Yep. Um, which obviously, I, I know got some discussion before, but I think actually it's a fair representation of the SS. They're fanatics. It doesn't mean you're actually, you know. Well, it's good. interesting. So I was talking to Luke about this in the car today. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good baseline. Yeah. I think you've got a good, you can manipulate that easily up and down via cards. Yeah. So um, the actual HQ units are veteran. And if you're within six inches of the HQ, or the unit leaders within six inches of the HQ unit, you count as veteran too. For uh, we have tactics three plus effectively. Yeah. So you're fearless, aggressive, trained. Again, fearless, aggressive. That's what the SS should be, in my in my frank opinion. And the trained bit, yeah. I mean, they, these not all a lot of the units. Well, there are. I saw what some of the same was saying for low digit SS were the really good ones. Everything else was basically. Yeah. You know, had been rebuilt because they'd been wiped out earlier kind of thing. So. Well, the other thing is you've got to bear in mind, and again, I was talking about this, and um, this book, so the SS book is not normally specific, is it? I don't believe so, no. So when you're talking about doing the SS stuff, it will probably be suitable or will be used for Arnhem. Yeah. And at that point, you've got the 10th and 9th SS being rebuilt in Holland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, that, that's, that again fits that model of we've probably got a cadre of good officers, but We've taken, you know, horrendous casualties from fillets and things, and we need to start yeah. from scratch again. So I kind of get it. I mean, yes, the the first, second, third, fifth should all be probably veteran, but like we but said, the, the car cards are going to be. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure there will be. And at the same, you know, and of course, it does mean I can do my Estonian SS again. Uh, 20 something. Uh, numbers, but. I, uh, I, I just like the idea, you know, if you volunteered uh, to In fight. Well, no, no, no. If you volunteered to fight for the Ger the Germans, Hitler decreed in 44 that you had to join a uh, an SS unit. You couldn't join the Wehrmacht. Yeah. So you end up with these massive units of, you know, SS-equipped troops who were just Estonians with one German, you know, officer as a leader. Um because basically in Estonia they they suffered under the Russians, and then you know were liberated in air quotes by the Germans. But by this point of the war, everyone the Germans hated had kind you know disappeared miraculously. Um, so the most of the Estonian men volunteered to fight against the Soviets, you know, as the lesser Ooh. of two evils kind of thing. Um, obviously got driven back, and they got driven back all the way to Berlin. Um, and then after the war, obviously they couldn't go home to Soviet-occupied uh, Estonia, and they ended up being used as impartial guards in Nuremberg. Blimey! 
because they were, you know, they're like, well, you guys are SS. And they said, yeah, but we we only joined them because we wanted to fight against the Russians, you know. So oh, like, Russians, magic word. Yeah. We, we don't love these guys. And uh, at the same time, you know, we're loyal enough not to beat them up while no one's looking. So we can actually guard these hated people, um, you know, for the trials, which I thought was quite interesting. A little, mm-hmm. little bit of history I haven't researched. So it's looking positive then for the forthcoming books then, I think. Yeah. The oh, I mean, I mean, given by what's in D-Day, everything else is just going to be phenomenal. Yeah, we've just got to see um, the plastic um, Brits. Be, so British book is going to be all... They, they're calling it the first all-plastic book, but apparently there are some concessions to that. Because <laughs> um, the they, they backtrack slightly on it later. But I think all the core... You, you know, all the, everything, yes. everything in the formation is pretty much going to be plastic, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so the paratroops are going to be back to hard plastic, and they had like um, previews of the actual sculpts using. And they got, and it's not just the infantry; it's also the thickest machine gun, eight, um, medium mortar, um, yeah, and the, the gun crews as well. Cause they got the seventeen seventy-five and five um, six-pounder crews. Ooh. Uh, plastic 40 millimeter bofers, plastic 17 pounder, so that's all in there. Nice. So, yep, look forward to that one because obviously we've got Brits sitting around, British parent. Can you remember then, the order of releases? It's... Yeah, so, so it's Germans in September. Woo! So, come August, we should get our preview copies. We'll be doing no doubt some spoiling on that. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Febru- February 2020 is the British book. Okay. And the SS book is April 2020. Okay. So that basically polishes off D-Day slash Market Garden. Nice. Mm. Those talk about all the new hobby stuff they're doing. So they've got Bloody Omaha, which is like this card-based Aces campaign. So you um, generate missions using cards, and then you do all like your your HQ gets better if you remember the old Aces campaigns. Oh yeah, the one. Yep. Yep. So that's kind of cool for like um, clubs and that. Um, A hobby league set, which looks interesting. So I've got tables, tracking stuff, that kind of thing. And there's talk about the new terrain packs they're doing, like um, cardboard terrain for doing like the fortifications. Um, So if you don't want to go like bunch of money on special order bunkers and that, they've got these like cardboard pop outs bunkers effectively apparently like be bought 3d cardboard 3d bockage as well which is um, be interesting that's going to be interesting yeah hmm. and they also talk about uh, mid-war so mid-war is going to be supported still there's going to yeah. be a, a falsha maker book um a us para book and then come 2020 they're going to have um a brit para book presumably commandos as well but they didn't get mentioned um, Finns, Hungarians, and 21 would be Romanians, and then Pacific with Japanese, just Marines, and Commonwealth. So Pacific is oh, okay. Oh. Pacific still on the agenda. Yeah. Okay. Now, ooh. who's got it's two the... thumbs in the U.S. Marine Army? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, oh, there's yeah. no real details that just like, come 2021, we might be getting some Pacific stuff. So we'll see. That oh, happens. that's terrible! What a, what a tragic day. Honestly, I wish they talked about this X, Y, Z other random niche thing rather than all this amazing stuff they've talked about. Yeah, um, we talked Team Yankee as well. So, um, I say, is there any Decem- Team Yankee? Yeah, yeah so December will be the new edition. Okay. And the British book, 
Uh, the challenger, which is going to trigger me on grenade smoke dispensers again, looking at the oh, red <laughs> it, it looks really nice, but once again, they've had to um, compromise the, the, the smoke dispensers to make them manufacturable. Do you do you want me to speak to some of my friends and get you some scale smoke defensers cast up? I think I'm going to get a 3D printer and just do it and like, cut them and put them. <laughs> but apart from, apart from the kit, the kit looks awesome. It's just, it's yeah. just a smoke dispenser, but it just gets like... <laughs> Um, and the Warrior looks fantastic, though. I'm going to say that now. I really like the look of the Warrior. And also, they've done like sort of like a 1980s version and a 1991 Gulf War version with the Applique Armour. Oh, for nice. both that and the Challenger. So you can do like um, 80s, we can do Gulf War. So I've always said, as I said in the first year of the night, what I'm going to end up doing is a 1980s Chief Army with the bits I've got. I yeah. know now, I resign myself to spend the money. <laughs> I'm going to do another British army, like a 91 desert coloured British army with all the warriors and that kind of thing. So, well, we've, I don't Daffy know how many people are going to say it, that everything looks better in desert. Everything looks better in desert. That's true. Yeah. They've got the Fox Armored Car, which is, yeah, not quite, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Skip over that. It's a thing. It's, it's a, a thing. thing. It, looks- um, it looks cool. I, I'll give that. It, it looks cool. I'm going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what its cross value is, <laughs> given how notoriously dangerous the things were. <laughs> like, cross six, it rolls over or something like that. I, I have uh, a question. Yeah. So you're talking about the Warrior, and you're talking about the Challenger. So we're talking about Team Yankee's timeline moving along too? They, they kind of touched upon it, in that, yes, it's kind of moving along. The war is basically going along. Stuff's getting accelerated. Yeah. I think when it comes to Team Yankee, at this point, I'm just going to say... The background's there, but just kind of go along with it because it's just called Toy Soldiers. That well, kind no, of. Well, no, no, they hit, they hit on that, didn't they? Because it's now World War Three. Yeah. Subtitle <clears throat> team. Yeah. Game. So I mean, we should really be calling it World War Three Flames of War in a way. Yeah. But... yeah, I think we need to work at the nomenclature of it. Well, but um, yes, yeah, so well, the timeline's thinking, kind yeah. of moving along, kind of thing. So we are going to see more modern kit. Like um, we know the Soviets are going to get T-80s, presumably T-80s. They didn't say that. And um, BMP freeze as well, Mike would mention. So, can, can I ask the big question as well? Yep. Swedes? Didn't mention Swedes, unfortunately. Oh, come on now. Um, <laughs> How got, many years? They should, have rendered, they should have rendered the plastic M109 and mentioned Ooh. the MRRS is coming as well. Oh, that's and they touched cool. the point, checkpoint Charlie as well, which is this new thing of. Um, that's exciting. Basically, filling out the 1960 70 period with uh, the NATO oh. and Warsaw Pact list. <gasps> Are we going to get a conqueror? Pardon? Are we going to get a conqueror? Good question. British... No, not, um, not well. Uh, were they still, uh, were they still in the 60s? I can't remember. They were yeah, the 50s, definitely, weren't they? They yeah. definitely 50s. I think they might have been. Probably as soon as they got the 105 um, Centurions, they retired it because actually, why do we oh. need this monstrosity? <laughs> right, but basically, Checkpoint Charlie, I think, what, if I remember rightly, because it's not in the PDF. Pete says it's going to be like a series of PDFs, and if it interests us fairly, might then go back and turn it into a book. So oh, we, can get, okay. we can get to make it a book. We can just froth about it like lunatics. We'll froth like. I, well, I think a lot of people, a lot of the people I've seen, I'll say on the Team Yankee thing, will say they were more interested in the Checkpoint Charlie in some ways than expanding expand the Team Yankee timeline. Going back and doing that 1960s era stuff, all like all that kind of. No, when when a T sixty four and a chieftain are like the uber tanks of the period, kind of. Yeah. Well, it means that you can, you know, bring a whole new bit of life mm-hmm. into fate of a nation and arm. Yeah, and if, but if 
Come on, this has, this has got to be a reason Battlefront finally get around to a plastic M48, the plastic um, Centurion kit. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting patiently through Nam and the fate of the nation for but this. Then, but then, in a way, that gets around something we were discussing about. You know, if you've got the asymmetric combat of Nam, you've got the massed combat of fate, you know, tanks of fate of a nation. Yeah. That gets around the, the you know, the common pitfall at the moment of Team Yankee, which is, here's my main battle tank company, here's your main battle tank company, and, and then, you know, oh, you're playing the ones that are slightly different shade of green. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Team Yankee needs to get over, because it's like, say, it's a, everything gets just shades of green. But it's interesting to see where we go from that. I mean, one of the things they did mention was that the new German book, which wasn't really taught about, so, but West Germans still, basically, at this point. Um, we'll have like Falsham Maker and Hueys. You know, so, <gasps> I'm what? <laughs> yeah. So cause it was one of those things that everyone talked about at the time, saying, "Oh, why weren't they in the book?" Um, so that will be apparently be touched upon. Unfortunately, oh, Pete did say, cool. "Don't expect um, the cool. Soviet naval infantry time soon," which is a bit of a. Oh. That'd be so awesome having giant hovercraft. <laughs> so they're redoing. So they're releasing new books for each faction, which kind of supersede the old ones. Yeah, I think they, I think they still cover the old stuff, but have the new stuff in there as well. So okay. it's so gonna be like, British book, American book, Soviet book, um, West German book. So like Red Thunder part the yeah yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. To look forward to. You're on books looking forward. Player. Just went have the new new stuff in, I suppose. Yeah, but again, they were having the whole. You know, there's going to be a lot more plastic support. Um, Pete was basically saying they're not working with one company now for the making of plastic. They're looking at three companies, Ooh. which vastly you know, increases their output, you know, get kits out, that kind of thing. Yeah, because everything's moved to CAD, CAD now. Yeah. So the design said it's studio just doing the design and then they're just farming out the production to yeah. people, to other uh, companies. That was the thing, actually. Um, and this was something that's, um, I think Keith of Army's Army's fame and mentioned to me previously I, I, I was kind of incredulous at the time but they still do free ups um, they had, they had, yeah of the infantry at the very least because they had like free ups of the British infantry for World War 2 there so I, I thought with the CAD sculpting you, know, you render it in CAD and then it goes straight to the machine yeah you do like, <clears throat> yeah but it looks like with the infantry at least they're doing a free up Sculpt still, and obviously then do the pentagraph down. So like I'm not sure. So that was, that was interesting. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to talk to Tim to really get the, to get the whole. Said Tim Adcock there, one of the Battlefront sculptors of previously of Games Workshop game. Oh wow! Um, I didn't get a chance to talk to him unfortunately. Really get the dig on what that was about. Which is a shame. Cause I really wish I had done. Unless that was the original, because the the British. Infantry, one of the first plastic boxes. Yeah, they, they won the older plastics. Yeah. So unless that was how they used to do it, and that was just a call. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I said I was really curious about it. I, didn't get to, I wish I say I got a chance to talk about it. So yeah, that was basically the talk. So that's hmm. being fizz. <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> of news to digest. <laughs> what have I been doing? Um, I played. I played the scenario with Martin from the blog. So the um, beach landing, food, beach landing, food bar scenario. So we had a run through that before we went up for the open day. So that was cool. Um, it was a bit strange because I didn't realise that the Americans had so many single mortars now. 
So yeah, that, yeah in this that was quite time consuming. Um, but that was a good game. Um, I've been ogling um, various bits and pieces in the D-Day book, the USD Day book. Um, I'm just trying to get my actually get my mid-war stuff squared away. I've got my um, American mid-war forces on the uh, on the sheet to do next. I think so. Try and get them done before I go back to probably some more Germans. I guess. Cool. But, yeah, not a lot, not as much as you guys. Yeah, no expensive news. Oh, let's see. I've got me and Fezzo. We played a game, right? Didn't we? Yeah, we did. Play two games. Oh yeah. Two played, games. Um, Fortress Europe, Germans versus Fortress Europe, Soviets. So that was quite fun. With my Tigers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, my army list that was supposed <laughs> to be like Tigers and stuff, and then life happened and stuff didn't get made, so it was just Tigers in the end. Yeah, eight Tigers. <laughs> eight Tigers that went mental. Eight Tigers, one of them with the new Tigrace command cards. Which both times just got the one where you get to um, hit better in assaults. Two plus in assault, <laughs> which would, yeah, it's a risk. But uh, fair, you did try and do an assault to, to make that car justify itself. So that was yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the first game went terribly for me because my T-34s wouldn't blitz. So I was trying. As oh I was trying God. to. Well, they're, they're veterans; they can blitz on the three plus. Oh, okay. So, um, but fortunately, they didn't. <laughs> yes. How did your Katushas get on? Katushas. Didn't you have some Katushas? No, I had um, the Su seventy. Oh. Sixes. Five. Oh. So yeah. no barrage. No. No barrage on Tiger. No, I tried. I tried um, being sneaky with them. The first game, I thought, oh, I'll move these guys forward, and Fez, Fez will be trying to shoot T forty fours and ignore them. He didn't. He wiped them out in one turn. <laughs> well, I, I managed to. I got the blitz and then the forty inch range of the 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 eighty eight. Mm-hmm. Did the rest. And, and the second game. Them. Yeah, the second game, the acting's kind of like um, defensive units, and they got. But I think in one turn, I think one turn uh, he assaulted, um, Fez assaulted, and they got the defensive fire shot and side armor, which didn't come to anything. That was a contribution. So how many how many tigers did you have to kill in order to make Eddie's formation creaky? Uh, so basically, I mean, because obviously I need to get him down to one platoon. Yeah. I think you have to kill at least five tigers. Yeah, or that's a like, failed test. Yeah. Which on two pluses is not something we'll rely on, but yes, yeah. So in the second game, I managed to do that, but only because Eddie kind of got how many straight fives I had and basically moved, exposed his flank, thinking he'd get away with it. And... I, I went, I went full Whitman. Right. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but but Lee, SU eighty fives are no good. Be fair, they weren't they weren't fantastic, but they but they <laughs> they did the job. They did the job. Yeah, I think. As like um, you were saying, Fez, I, I wasn't aggressive enough in the first game. In the second game, I was, and they did actually get the results. Yes. What's their um? What's their front armor? Five. Ooh. So I'm really. Their front, looking, their yeah. front armor is veterancy. Yes. They're, yeah, veterans, yeah. they're fearless, veteran, and cautious. Hit, hit on yeah. fours is their front armor. Mm, and, and it worked. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, to a large extent, that did save my butt in the first game. So. Well, you just can't negate. You, you negate half my shots. Yeah. Which... But what I'm looking forward to is when we get to the Bagration book next year, getting the Suic 5M, oh. where it's front armor 9. So, uh, well, I don't know. Tigers. <laughs> At least I was saved then. <laughs> True. You can, yeah. you can placate yourself by rolling some dice every now and then. <laughs> I feel better for rolling dice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Right, so that's 
What I think the one comment though is we had a hundred points each. Yeah, is about the same as probably 1750, 1800 points worth of stuff in version three. In your money, yeah. Yep, and we played two games quite easily in three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't we weren't late at the shop either, were we? So. No, we weren't. It was nice. It was like, oh, I've had, I've had some really good games, and, and and I get to go home at a reasonable time. I'm not driving home at stupid o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I say, it obviously helps. I mean, play, we know, we know the game. We play each other, so that's and we're playing fairly casually as well, which always helps. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It was, but it was, still, it's nice to like say, Bill. Do two games, not feel like we rushed them, really. No, no. It's not like we had a massive batting collapse and died in the first turn or anything like that. And both games, <laughs> both games oh, went yeah. on for at least six turns each. So. Yeah, they were tight. They were tight as well. That's what I liked about both. <laughs> even even with you taking that platoon of Tigers out in the first turn, that second platoon was still going to be a nut to crack. Oh, once yeah. Got, once he got into those woods next to the objective, it was... So <laughs> I had eight T-34s, of which half of them were eight fives. The two eighty fives, all trying to take out those three tigers, and all the time the tigers are whittling me down as I'm trying to get into this wood to shoot him. Yeah, it was, I it think was... what eventually got it was a was um, a seventy six millimeter T. Oh my god, really? On yeah. anything but on anything but he was already bailed. Um, I had to bail. I, I said anything but a one, so I can bail you again, and you have to fail your two plus oh. remount, and he did. It's oh. like jeez. <laughs> But just a sheer amount of fire oh, had to no. dump into that platoon and try and get them. It was just crazy. So, but that was Fortress Europe. So that's the kind of vanilla-esque think, list, right? Lee, Lee, you might have to say that again, mate, because my I just lost all of that rant. Not rant, but oh, okay. Sorry, uh, you went completely silent on my end, so probably not recorded. All right, you can hear me now, yeah? Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay, I'll just we'll say where. Um, so where, where from? Just talking about the whole. Uh, talk about Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah. So. Hey. So, like I say, first I had these three tigers in the wood, and I sent both platoons to T thirty four. So that's four T thirty fours, half of which were T thirty four eighty fives, plus the five thirty fives against these three tigers, getting up close to obviously see within six inches, try and get him. And it still took about three or four turns of continuous fire, all the time losing tanks, because obviously Fez isn't just sitting there doing nothing, um, before I finally got him. And it came down to the last tank in his platoon was bailed, <clears throat> yep. and, the, and the, on the 76mm um, T-34s, on an anything but one, and you're bailed, you're not bailed, basically. Sorry. On a one, you're bailed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that, and he failed his two plus remount check, and they ran, and that was it. So, so tigers are still good. Tigers are still good. They're really, <laughs> yeah, really good. But they were both. That was both out of Fortress Europe. So that what what's interesting about that is that that's essentially the mid war forces reimagined as late war, right? Correct. But obviously, yeah. the, so, the Soviets do gain the um, yeah 85, the eight fives, eight five, which is and two eighty five is actually. At a reasonable points limit, so where's yeah, speak. but they're still tools. It's not, it's not like you felt like you were hamstrung, particularly. No, I mean, no. I mean, Hammy, Hammy had already said, I uh, think, oh, like uh, using T34s, you're probably gonna lose. And I admit, I'll admit it was an uphill struggle, but it was, uh, I didn't feel like it was like you know, I was onto a loser in both games. The first yeah, game, yeah. I mean, if I got was... better dice, I think it would have gone my way. Right. 
Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I don't think you have to use Churchill, which seems to be the go-to answer where everyone else is saying these days. No. Yeah, but that's 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 disappointing. I don't I don't think that's necessarily the attitude either. No, I, I think whenever you start hamstringing yourself by saying you've got to use this, you're sort of no. T- t- ignore the crutch. Try it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the team that God's sake, they're not exactly awful. Hmm. There was definitely a, an asymmetric side to it. You know, it's. I've got one of those very single-sided lists. Yeah. You know, in terms of just what I had to make up the points. Yeah. Just high, well, high tiger. You know, high armor value, high points tigers. But but numbers is always going to be a problem. Yeah, mine was suboptimal because I really, I had what I really needed was an extra between T thirty fours and haven't got painted up, so I'm probably going to bump up the paintings or something. Hmm. I'd, I'd like Valentines and stuff like that, and the Sioux seventy um, sixes, which are great as a generic list. But no one goes against tigers; were pretty redundant. Yeah, yeah, you're right against like infantry or something like that. The the Valentines, or against you know medium armor, it's probably still got a chance. But against the tiger, it's kind of just baggage, I guess, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Right, so D-Day discussions then, yeah? Yeah. Scenarios. Yeah, so we got... Should we get the book open, shouldn't I? <laughs> I'm looking... So after the list, the very next page is a D-Day American Example Force. Yes. Which is shows you that you can build a pretty rocking awesome 100-point list by buying the D-Day Combat Command <laughs> box. <laughs> Eighty pounds retail. Seventy-five, I believe. Seventy-five pounds. Is that the, the retail? Or is that after your standard? No, that's that's retail. So okay. yeah. Wow. So after your standard, you know, shop around a little bit. <clears throat> Battlefield Hobbies ten percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're talking less than seventy quid. Plus another platoon of Shermans, or probably an open firebox set. Because for five pounds more, why wouldn't you? And the M8 Greyhounds, that is 100-point lists. Now, there was a question, wasn't there, asked about the tank destroyers on that? Because I think the points are squiffy. Oh. I think yeah, the I, point... think, I think that the points example lists are wrong. Compared yeah. To... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think they're out by two points, but it's, it's not a big deal. I think it's a 16 rather than 18 or 18 rather than 16, something like that. Okay. I can't remember the exact, but... Yeah, I remember seeing that this morning as well. So we were asking that question. Yeah. Okay, so you get more than a hundred points. Fine, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> so I think it's all, it's all good. But yeah, there's an interesting, like we said before, the the if you aren't buying a hit the beach box, I think, and you're looking at Americans, you're you're doing something wrong. Yeah. I mean, the other thing to say is in the example list, they've only built three seventy-six mil Shermans, whereas. <laughs> In the boxes that you've bought, you've got the option to take five. So, five it is. Thirty six, yeah, but yeah, right now you can only take a maximum of five. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have painting Americans using hurrah Vallejo colours. Yep. That's the good stuff. And it's got some interesting. Actually, this is going to sound properly nerdy, but it's got an interesting bit on basing in there as well. Yes, the next page. Hello. Oh, I love a good base. Well, but on 15 mil figures, you know. Basic. That's what you actually see, yes. Basies, 50s. Yep. 
that, 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 I thought that was quite nice because it shows you just how to do it other than just, you know, D-Day stuff. Yeah. Um, but it also shows you how, you know, what, you know, when you've put back, you got your models, what you're expecting to see on each base in terms of... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like how in the older books, you know, the actual um, platoon diagrams used to show it. Now it's got this uh, thing at the back saying, here's how you do it, so... It's all good stuff for the new guys. It's always that question everyone asks, well, what am I put on my each base? And this bit is saying, well, here's Yeah. Yeah. Here's where's what you're the, doing. Where, where's the bar? Where, you know, yeah. where's How the bar? Where's the bar go? Yeah. Well, it's actually there. You know, it's, it's pretty one, much just walking to a bar. They are five. Yeah. And poor Germans. <laughs> Violence on both sides. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah, sorry, break, break, break for get over the political. <laughs> and then we have a, a, a something that's actually pretty overlooked a typical board layout for French countryside terrain. Yep. Now, if you, that, good. Mm-hmm. if you look at that, I would have said that it was fairly open. There's not enough hedges. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it seems to be a, bit, be a bit more hedgy. But uh, the thing is, so in Normandy, Obviously, around the beaches, the actual Bocage country, yes, you do get a lot of hedges. But the area sort of to the east of Khan, and certainly when you get out into Brittany, it does open up quite a lot. So all the tank battles the British are fighting around Khan is over fairly open terrain. It's a lot of like very shallow hills, like those point hills, basically, where you almost don't realise you're on a hill until you realise you know, you're at the top of it, effectively. So it's it's kind of, in a way it's kind of very correct for a British section I'd say. Well, also isn't it after the Americans break out into Brittany? Yes, again yeah. into Brittany breakouts. Again, that's kind of terrain you're looking at. Yeah. I think the German books going to have a lot more of the Bocca. If I remember right from what we've been told previously, the German books are going to have the Bocage scenarios. That kind of makes so sense. We, so we'll probably see a lot more of what we consider typical, what we think as a D-Day board in that. And then scenarios, mm. D-Day battles. It's an entire campaign. I like that. I like, I like, I like this. it straight away. Yeah, yeah. like you've you've got a campaign in the army book, a literal yep. D-Day campaign. So literally from deep from 12, from midnight through to like you know ten o'clock in the morning kind of thing. Yep. <laughs> and it's not overly complicated. It's quite straightforward to to pick up and work your way through. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought it was a great a great way of putting the extra scenarios in as well. Yeah, it, it links it all in. That's no bad thing. I mean, so the first one we got is a shot in the dark, which is very <laughs> much like the old um, seek and um, not search and destroy. Um, death so, from above. Yeah, death from above and taken hold. I think is what you, what you used to call it. So you have it's the para one, isn't it? Yeah, the para one. So the paras coming scattered, gliders land. It's all done at night. Everyone's pinned. It's all, all good fun. <laughs> and basically, you're trying to basically take the tape, you know, hold, the, hold the objectives. Um, yeah. I also like the fact that German, if the, the Defender HQs aren't on the board because that's some chateau being built. Billeted up. reserves. <laughs> <laughs> the boss really... isn't there to shout at you because he's busy <laughs> getting drunk on French wine. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, this I, I I get the feeling I'm going to become 
very familiar with this uh, mission. Yeah, I mean, it's always, always a favourite with my um, glider infantry for the Brits. Yeah. So once I get my once I get my American airborne paid up, I'll be you know, get some of that in as well. Airborne assaults, of which the entire rules are in here. Look at this. Yep. So two types of airborne units: parachutes and glider. Uh, so firstly it's a lot compared to your version 3 one they've simplified a lot so you don't have that weird formation you used to have remember that weird formation you had to land in like the, st the actual sticks the sticks the three yeah. sticks yeah. yeah they've actually simplified a lot there just to say here's PHQ down go off that I mean the sticks made sense for how people well, how for how it was done exiting yeah, yeah. the aeroplane but made absolutely no sense for how they would be ready to fight when they landed like yeah, yeah. It's a bit too. It's a bit too perfect, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the sticks would make sense if they didn't. If none of the shoots opened. <laughs> yeah. So basically, oh. you, took, you roll d6 to see which court you come down in. So you, it's the whole drops those are scattered. You don't get to really say where you guys are coming in. Yeah. And then you put your HQ down. You roll a another d6. It's like it's all hexagonal. Um, token effectively, and that you roll d6 and then you scatter off that way effectively. So there's no fixed wind, as far as I can tell. It's not like in the old days with the gliders always used to land roughly yeah. the same direction. Well, we used to no. roll for wind for smoke, didn't we? And now, that, now yeah. that's gone, yes, yeah. So you just sort of go in. Um, and to be fair, yes, you do land the gliders into wind, but you know, you still got a certain amount of variance on that angle you're coming at any kind of thing. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's done by the the landing roll, which is now mm -hmm. uh, ones are still a crash. Yeah, uh, you're either going to go eight, twelve, or sixteen. Yes, yeah, don't go too close to the board edge when you're coming on those things. Yes, sixteen inch scatter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a straight good. line because you say so with gliders you get to pick the line, so you have to put it down the quarter you rolled in. Mm -hmm. um, you put the unit leader down, and basically you just put a, an arrow down. And that's how but, far they, they roll a dice, and then they move straight forward, either eight eight inches, twelve inches, sixteen inches, or they like, crash. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, they can put you well out you, of where you want to be. Yeah. yeah, and if the collider ends up within two inches of the enemy, you keep skidding, like you basically smash through them, an extra four oh inches. Oh my god! And if you're still within two inches, then basically the collider gets captured. <laughs> <coughs> so you got to be a bit wary about where you come down as well. You can't just go piling into the enemy like you used to. Yeah, well, that. Well, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, to, to good. a certain degree. Yeah. They weren't the, the, the Allied gliders weren't designed to be assaulted from. You know, no, designed to land you behind enemy lines and then and, you go off and fight the fight somewhere else. A, gl a glider landing is a fairly traumatic experience. The best, of even in the best conditions. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to be like jumping out ready to fight straight away. Even I like, beg um... <laughs> The gliders, the gliders you and me have flown, you know, the actual little <laughs> two-seater is fine. An actual a horse, a glider, coming at a velocity because the guys lied about how much kit they bought in the aircraft, so it's somewhat overweight. Yeah. I, think the term, <laughs> I think the term glider is used uh, rather sparingly in the application to these yeah. these bricks with wings. Yeah, so it's... Uh, it's I, mean, I think even when, even when they talk in the accounts of, like, um, Operation Deadstick capturing the... Um, um, Horser and Pegasus Bridges, but the, the guys land and they kind of almost knock senseless and they come to pretty quickly. But you can see how if he did land amongst the enemy, whoever oh, moves first is going to basically win that one. Thing. 
Whoever, whoever gets in the shock of, I think this thing landing amongst you or you landing yourself. Yeah. So, so the, yeah. yeah, so the in the dark is obviously the, the first guys landing in the night before D-Day, basically. What, yeah. what time was the first landing? Uh, so I believe the, the parachute is start coming at mid, about just after midnight. And then... Um, I mean, Pegasus Bridge is captured literally at midnight. That's awesome. Mm. Or thereabouts. I'm just going to look up now. Um, <laughs> and like I say, I think, I think the actual um, the landings are meant to be occurring at roughly the same time, if not slightly later. Um, ba, 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 ba. Oh, I didn't say it. I know, I know the book, so I'll, I'll put up later. I know the book does tell me... Tell, there's a bit. There's a bit of debate about when exactly the gliders landed. I think there's a, a an agreed time after it, but I was hoping Google would tell me straight away. Unfortunately, it doesn't. But I'll put up on the thing later. Do you mean they weren't sitting there with their their, their watches out, writing down? I think. <laughs> yeah, I think they did, but they hadn't really synchronized their the, synchronized their watches. Yeah. It's the 1940s timepiece. Um, then it goes on to the beach. The beaches. Yeah. Beach assault terrain. Oh, sorry, here you so basically, the, the bridges are captured by half past midnight. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So um, yeah. But the, the actual lands themselves. And there's two missions, isn't there? Um, there is. You have help is on its way and Fubar. Yeah. Ah. Oh, okay. So Fubar is basically. The, but eat um, for sort of a straight landing. There's nothing to it. You just land. You capture objectives. Um, Helps sort of ways. It's like a variant where basically half your for- half your forces are available to you, and the other half come in as a reserve, basically like where they come from another beach and sort of coming in. So and it's a further variation on that mission. Do the point to hawk variant, which basically is you know, it's, that's why you have the help on its way to represent. These guys coming in and how to do their yeah. stuff. It's important to note that these are all played lengthways down the board. Yep. So the beach is a four foot end. Um, and the beach zone, it's the, the beach itself is kind of split into the sea zone, the surf zone, the beach zone. And then you have the sea wall, mm-hmm. which yep. has one or more beach exits. And then you have the, the, the and it goes yeah. into the actual sort of countryside yeah. Just behind the beach. Um, the objectives are basically are twelve inches away from the seawall. So the hinterland is you got reserves coming on have got a lot of ground to cover to try and get to the objective. So it really favors the attacker in that way. However, the attacker has got to get past about you know a good well, even at seventy five points, a good twenty four points of fortifications, which is machine gun nests, um yeah. an eighty an eighty eight anti tank pill box. Oh my god! Mortar nests, two centimeter anti-aircraft guns. There's a lot to get through, and then you've got minefields and barbed wire as well. So, yeah, and the seawall all, all start ranged in wherever they yeah. want board. And the seawall itself is a fairly hefty obstacle. Basically, you have to add three to your cross value. So even the Sherman's got a roll of six to get across it. And there's one exit, which inevitably the enemy will put a minefield on. If, because yeah. so, and probably a couple of machine guns covering said minefield. Um, so yeah, it's it's a big ass. On the on the flip side, the defender 
Yeah, like I say, in the 75 point game, Defender will only have 15 points of forces on plus fortifications. So if you go for one of the like elite guys, like using Pantograd Deers or represent like um, 316? 352. Then you're not going to have a lot on there. I think when I, when I did it down Dice Saloon with the Old Guard guys, we had one Pantograd Deer platoon. I'll be a tricked out Pantograd Deer platoon was my entire 15 points. <laughs> So, um, whereas if you go for like for um, beach defenders, which I believe are reluctant trains, I think we're, they, they, they they're a lot, are, yeah. they're a lot cheaper. Like they're like a seven point unit, so you can have a bit more on there. We had um, a platoon of those and mortars. Yeah. However, with the pre- preliminary bombardment, yes, from the D-Day guns, they're most likely going to start the game pinned. Yeah. They, yeah, they do start pinned and. Re- <laughs> Rally on a five is not fun. Yeah, sitting there, wait, you know. Come on, I could really be doing with you guys shooting right now as they're sitting at the bottom of the holes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that. It, it's a tricky one. Having played Fubar, sorry. Yeah, can I go on? Having played Fubar, at, obviously at the D Day game, um, the actual deployment rules where you have your landing craft that drift down the sea zone that then come into the surf zone and then, you know, disgorge their troops. But then you have to roll to get them back out mm-hmm. really adds to that. Like chaos, <laughs> chaos of this would be really easy if I had exactly what I wanted, where I wanted mm-hmm. it. However, my DD tank is now drifted straight in front of the eight, 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 eight point eight uh, centimeter gun bunker. Mm-hmm. All of my infantry uh, I've got one platoon on the board. However, the boat is now stuck and isn't going back out to sea. Yeah. So I yeah. think on the, fir- the first turn on my table, um, the only thing that got to the beach in the first turn was one DD tank. The other, fr- other three were- didn't find the beach, so that's still floating, and neither of the boats found the beach. So it's just like, yeah. this one DD tank goes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> when I played Martin, um, four, three out of his four DD tanks sank. On the way and it, in, and it's only that's yeah. not like a four out of six. Like, yeah, yeah right. so one in six was off. <laughs> one in six chance, and they yeah that happened at the the um, the open day as well. Mm-hmm. Half the DDA tanks just sank. Um, it's worth noting that if you do want to play these games, the D Day beach map that Battlefront do is actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's a nicely printed you know for just just for kind of getting it on the board. Because I think with these kind of things, the hobbyist in me wants to go to the, you know, turn it up to 11 and, and put the effort in. Mm-hmm. However, for the time, the amount of times you're actually going to play them, you're probably better off, you know, less less is more in terms of taking yeah, what you're gonna... methods and actually playing three or four times and then going, okay, that's cool, we can move on. Yeah. You know. I... I, it's quite enjoyable. That, that, the, the scenario, the Fubar one, reminded me very, very much of the World War One principle um, stuff as well. You know, where you've got these sort of endless waves of US attackers. Yes, because the attackers get over like that. So your infantry yep. platoons, basically, once they die, you can recycle them. Yes, which yeah. is, I, I really like that. And you've got your, like you said, you've got those reserves then getting shuttled on by the the assault boats um it's quite 
yeah, it does feel quite frenzied on on the tabletop, which is yeah. it's nice. Yeah, so I think, like I say, the missions are are good. Like I say, they they, they still play very much like the version three versions. Have like they say some things tidied up to make it go a bit smoother. Yeah, it's important to note as well that the is it both the D Day battles have their own results table. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You worry about don't worry about uh, platoons breaking or com- sorry companies breaking. So you don't. And you don't worry about losing platoons. It's just done of how many t- turns it takes you to capture the objectives. A stunning, you get a stunning victory if you capture both objectives by turn nine. In other words, if a defender start, the defender wins if the attacker holds no objectives but has teams and defenders half exactly, and so on and so on. Yeah. Oh, I get you. Yeah, and if you you got twelve turns on the fee bar victory table. Yeah, it's a twelve turn mission. Yeah. Which which sounds like a lot, but obviously when you've only got as an attacker, you might only have two or three platoons at a time. And yeah. with a defender, you're pretty much going fire this, fire this, fire this, fire everything, <laughs> and yeah. then yeah. okay, you'll go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you can get those U.S. forces pinned behind that seawall and not moving, and it does make it crap out of them. Yeah. But just just we'll, not moving. Yeah. yeah. I will say we made a mistake of letting Mark set up all the um, fortifications, so our beaches were somewhat under defended in terms of the oh, action. Yeah, yeah. It was just a little bit too far back. Yeah, I think you need to have a few machine gun posts up front, just like say, keep the enemy pinned down on the beach. Yeah. Did you have the um, enfilade wall put up right for the anti tank gun so that not they were no, side Mark, on? No, uh, oh, Mark had put no. the guns basically looking out to see like the uh, uh, anti ship things rather than like shooting across oh. the beach. So this is what happens with the air power advocates at the table up. Is what? Yes. That's, that's <laughs> He's used to seeing these things as just targets, not as. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, everything, everything talk about air power. From 40,000 feet, yeah. <laughs> I, I was utterly underwhelmed by my one two-centimetre AA gun defending my poor Germans. <laughs> I was... I must, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I must admit, the one I had on our table doesn't seem to do much. I think you're always better off not bothering with it and just putting the points in more machine guns. It just it just made me laugh every time the lightning came over. I was like, maybe this... No, okay. I can get one. I can do it. I believe it. No, okay. So, um, you also, after the missions, you then have the German fortification obstacles in this American D-Day book. Yeah. Um, And there's a certain, depending on the size of game you're playing, you get a certain number of points for the attacker and landing craft, and then the defender gets another amount of points. Like something like 24 for 75 points, I believe. Yeah, so like the smallest game you can play for attacker, like for example, the attacker has seventy five points. He gets three landing craft. The defender then gets thirty seven po- points in total, mm-hmm. of which fifteen can be on the table to begin with, so twenty two in reserve, and then you get an additional twenty four points of fortifications, with three minefields and three lots of barbed wire. Mm-hmm. I like quite, the fact they have sort of fortifications. Yeah. So you could right now you could be playing this with Fortress Europe using the Germans at Fortress Europe. Yeah. I mean, like I said, when you get the German book with the proper beach defences, I'll be like say the very low grey ones, and you can obviously go back and change your options up. But it's just nice it's all here now, so you can start playing that hand right about that as it were. No, absolutely. 
And they've also got like a, a couple of pages of like um, templates you can print out for the landing boats and the fortifications, which is quite nice as well. So cool. again, don't, yeah. So you don't can do. You. Yeah. And there's the catalog pages, which is always good. All the shiny toys. Yeah, so we also found out, I mean, so me and Fez were, were being quite bitter in the car about how expensive the Jeeps were. Only to find out apparently Jeeps have been put at the wrong price and they are actually 12 quid for four Jeeps, which is like, oh, yes. <laughs> that's exactly the price we said they should be in the car. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so they're... Um, the recce company is 18 quid for um, two greyhounds and two jeeps. So I'm yeah. definitely getting one of those at some point. Essentially, essentially, yeah. tank is six pounds and then the jeeps are six pounds for two. Whereas yeah. the original price of this that they sent out was that there was the jeeps were also six pounds each, which made the recce box for the US Airborne 24 quid. Yeah, <laughs> seemed like a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, which means that I can now do my original plan, which is buying a load of extra Jeeps and turning them into objective markers. Mm-hmm. Loaded up with Budweiser cigarettes and Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh, not not full of Scorzini commandos? No, that's the other. I've already got those. Oh. I, I told you about the one game I played with those guys. No. No. So when the, when that first came out, I played against Justin. Uh, had my Yag Tigers, had my Scorzini commandos, and they went... It is raining dogs and cats, yes? And the first team immediately got discovered in their first ice roll. <laughs> and then the next team went, ah, Mickey Mouse, and then was immediately discovered on their first ice roll. This all went swimmingly. Yeah, Justin had some long toms, which bailed out two of my Yag Tigers, which then did not remount for the entire game. Oh, because they were reluctant. Yep, yeah, and that was pretty much the game. <laughs> nah. so yeah great dice rolls but oh, no, the little plastic jeeps are going to be featuring a lot in objective markers for me I think just the so ubiquitous they've got a lot of character you can add to them mm-hmm. um, yeah load them up with all kinds of to it. yeah oh. exactly I'm curious to see when the British book comes out if they do do jeeps the Brits if they're going to have a different um, back plate on, because obviously the Brit Jeeps are modified to put like the wheel at the front and the fuel tank at the back. The stuff Ooh. you could do, have like a little resin back piece that does that, and everything else the kit seems to do, so it's like, cool. Or, it's 15 mil, just just use the same Jeep. No, 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 no. no, no. Eddie, come on, this is the man that's worried about t- smoke dispensers. Come on now. <laughs> it's bad for come your health, you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like you get those two pages to show what their um, situation looks like come December 44 where France is blue yep. Belgium's blue Netherlands has got a big sticky bone yeah there's a lot less Germany on this on this page yes. is... <laughs> so yeah that's D-Day wonderful book I love it It's it's got late water a good start I look forward to the German book that's for sure so what armies are we going to do, guys? That's what, well, the, I know it's preempting one of the questions oh. and the things. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I've already bought Hit the Beach and, the, and I got the American starters on, on, the, on the open day. So I'm one of the way to do, do the American... Obviously, I've got the rifles. I'm going to do the 29th rifles. Yeah. But I'm then also going to do the um, US armoured. I've got all the bits to do paras as well. So I'm, I wonder when like free American, uh, free American armies at this point. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to pump for? 
I think the priority is going to be trying to get their um, armor up and running. That's just fairly easy to paint up. Okay. So I want to get the armor painted up. I want to buy um, one of the cavalry sections because I really like the greyhounds. And, hey, it's like 18 quid, so why not? Um, put that in there. I've got the M10s, got the priests in the box. So the idea is to have trained armor. So going for sick farmer, which is one of the guys that run down the breast. He breast. Um, yeah. Five. Five of the M4 76s. Two platoons. I think a three 75s. Um, I've got a pair. Bizarrely, I've got a pair. I bought tanks ages ago. And it had a pair of um, late pattern um, M4A3s. So I'm going to use those for the um, 105s. Have a, have a pair of 105s in. Of smoke and stuff. Yep. And then armored 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 infantry platoon, some M10, some priests. Jobs your, point, your points do go quite a long way in late war now, don't they? Yeah, especially yeah. trained. Yeah. I'm gonna be relying on that three plus um, last stand check. That's for sure. <laughs> what about you, Eddie? Um. So my late late war uh, version three army was third armored spearhead. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing the trained tanks as well out the wazoo so with two copies of hit the beach that gives me everything i need to fill out the three main boxes mm-hmm. um so this is going back and so you've got your late late version now you're doing the d-day version that yeah exactly yeah. so i'm gonna do uh trained probably get the 105s instead of the half tracks for the simple fact that i know the half tracks are much much better in terms of points for gaming and therefore i don't like them <laughs> yeah it's the obvious my, my fault, yeah. thing. Eddie Poo Poo's efficiency. Well, yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to show the 105 Sherman some love because no one else will. Well, it's a different beast, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. You can you can use it in a much more direct fire role as well. Yeah. Go so, blast stuff and yeah. Four platoons. I'm probably not going to do the Stuarts. It will just be two platoons of maxed out Shermans, HQ platoon of Shermans, maxed out 76 mils. Some 105s, um, an AOP, yep, because it's a Piper Cub and I fly them, I want them. Um, and then, oh, did you see uh, I put up on the Facebook earlier with their um, AOP um, graphic? From the, yes, yes, oh, yeah. that was that was an Oster today, but hey, you know, that was, was it, yeah, uh, a little Oster side by side. Um, not that I rivet count aeroplanes at all. <laughs> Um, and then some 155 long tom, self-made long toms, which I know there weren't a lot of them there, but it's such a cool model, and I've always wanted them, so I'm going to treat myself when they come out. Um, and again, they're ridiculous in terms of the size of the actual gun. <laughs> it was only 155 millimeters, right? I know, I know. Um, so yeah, it'll be my first first American list. Obviously, I've got the 29th Infantry Division, uh, so that'd be my D-Day list with DD tanks and yeah, that'd be the Infantry Army. And then I'll be doing some Gliderborn guys. Uh, hey, you've got the mules and you've got 29th. <laughs> I've got yeah. the 29th. I got, well, the 29th are pretty much done, so I just need to do their, finish off their support with the actual DD tanks because I proxied in some standard tanks. Um. And then maybe get like the artillery battery. Or the 105s. 
No, sorry, the 105s are going to be for my... That's right. The 105s are going to be for the glider guys. Okay, yep. Yes, the 105 gun platoon, not the ones with the gun shields, the actual glider landing version. Uh, yeah, the it, pack one, yeah. Yeah, so I want to do an entire glider-borne force, see how that comes oh, that'd out. That'd be cool. Um, and then I've got, from before, I've got the models pretty much bar the support to do some actual para guys as well. So I've got the old um, Easy Company models. Um, okay, cool. So I'll probably mix in some Easy Company parachute rifle guys, like as a separate force down the line. Um, might take my time on those and do those, make them look really nice. That'd well, be cool. Yeah, with oh, Wreckage yes. 75 mil anti-tank guns. The I've got the 75 mil, sorry, 75 mil artillery I've already got in the old metal ballistas. Um, but I can get the recce jeeps to go with them and the anti-tank six-pounders, basically. Um, and I had a thought, because I've got the late, the old late, late war um, 50 cal AA guys. So they, right. they had, uh, like 50 cal, they had a 50 caliber AA machine gun on uh, anti-aircraft tripod. Um, so I've got the model. Oh, yeah, okay, yep. So just... Yeah. Yep. So there's 50 cal on a on a stand, a big stand basically that you stand. You know, that's going to become part of my objective with the um, airborne artillery staff team that I also have from version three. Okay. So I'm going to use yeah, they're really characterful models. It'd be a shame just to leave them. So I'm going to turn them into the custom like object behind. That's them. You know, so that'll be on my backboard, my back edge. Like, here's my staff yeah. team, my HQ. You know, fire control center. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Well, you know, not even fire control center, just as a, you know, forward HQ pace. But as a little cool. dark armor. So then paint. So yeah, tanks, infantry, infantry, infantry. <laughs> Nice. Well, you don't well I, I'm. I'd like to thank destroyers. Ooh. I've done. I've done some research because I know there was a lot of gnashing of teeth about the M18 not being included, and I know it was in the sixth tank destroyer group that there was quite a lot of them, um, and that was the one that sprinted off to Brittany with some cavalry and stuff. Task Force so, Alpha, yeah. Yeah, but actually, if you look at um, the 1944, the tank destroyer units in operation that actually had and what their equipment was, there was about 22 out of the 68 operational that had M10s. Mm -hmm. There wow. were 20, 24 that had um, the three-inch anti-tank guns. So they weren't even self-propelled. Um, and there was about so it was about two to one ratio between M18s and M10s. So I kind of get that the M10s there. Plus, you know, I, I'm hoping at some point. Actually, here's a question: Is the is the M18 a chaffy chassis? Try saying no. that. Oh. It's a, so it's, it was very much a unique chassis, which may be. But it's maybe it's maybe the, the um, forerunner for like a whole family of chassis. That's fine. So, actually, so it's a chaffy, to be fair, but they're not they're not related. I was wondering if they were going to do like the joint joint box set if they were both the same thing. I, I didn't. I wasn't sure, so that's answered that question. Um, yeah, so M10s, but you do get a lot of M10s if you bang for your buck in uh, yeah. late war. 
so I think the force I'd come to get, uh, come up with was um, was something like four and four and then two uh, tank destroyers with um, M20 Scout command cool. and then three M20 troops as well. You know, so you got the full six um, units in the formation. And that, that fills you out. And then you still got plenty of points. And one of the command cards for the um, D-Day Americans is a cavalry squadron. So then I had um, another, uh, I can't think it was four, plus the command of um, M8 Greyhounds and Jeeps. Um, nice. So that was all filled out. But also in that command card, uh, it gives you access to the my fa- possibly my favorite looking tank, which is the, the Scott. Yeah. So the... Uh, M8? M8 Scott with the yeah. little howitzer on the front. The 75 howitzer, yep. So you can get um, you can get oh, well, you can get up to six of those in that formation. I was like, oh, that's that's nice. So we'll have five of those. We've got a big, big high plate template re-rolling. <laughs> um, so we'll have those in. And that's in formation still as well. And I think you can have the... Um, can you have the mortars? No, I took priests as well. I then took priests in support with an AOP. And then the lightnings. Yeah. So, yeah, that nice. I think is going to cause some problems for people because that's a lot. That's three barrage templates if I want it. Jeez. Uh, that's um, a lot of. I know it's, it's not particularly spammy, but there's a lot of light um, armored cars running around as well. But you've also got the heavy hitting um, three inch guns. Uh, you've got rockets if you need them. Um, there's quite a few options in that. That's nice, man. It's two formations as well, which I quite like the idea of. Um, but yeah, Look, plenty of pew pew pew. But um, I, yeah, I would. I, it's one of those things where I think if the M18 comes out in the um, Ardennes book, whatever it is, there's, I would hope there's like a retrofit card, or you can potentially use something that that then does Task Force A, and you can stick those 18s in. So I mean, all they're really going to have is a slightly better gun slightly less armor and be a bit faster yeah it's not you know end of the world but yeah interestingly as well just doing some research i think that uh, i found out that three tank destroyer um battalions were sent to the pacific you know i was like bloody hell what m10s what they running i suppose they use them as assault yeah. guns though like yeah, bunker, bunker busters yeah yeah Interesting. There's a. I, I'm probably going to. Well, when I get some time, I'm going to write a little blog post up about it because there's a wonderful website which details all of the tank destroyers that were used, or tank destroyer battalions that were in use with the Americans during the war. There's quite a few that were disbanded at um, the point of um, training mm-hmm. and reissued to other people, and there was quite a few um, African American um, divisions. Yeah. Uh, or units. Um, some of it was AA. It was yeah. It's quite interesting. I, I didn't know much about it. It's one of those things where you pick at a seam and find yourself, you know, looking at going. Oh, that's what they had for dinner on the thirteenth of July. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's quite cool. I, th- I think they're a nice unit. Plus, you can use them for anything. They go all the way through to. There were still some units using M10s. I think in 1945 and yeah, certainly down in Italy and things. Sorry, mate. You're not going to get rid of them. They're they're there. They're no. usable. There's nothing. What would be cool though is if if Battlefront are listening, and if I might actually put the suggestion in, is if they could do the three-inch tow guns formation as a tank destroyer unit. So just to be able to replace all of the um, 
the f- mobile just... assets with yeah fixed anti tank guns. Oh god. Well, it might just give them some some life because at the moment they're the one one between of them is a bit uh, okay. But if you had you know three platoons to them or three batteries, yeah, mm. tasty. Have that. Yes, Have sir. that, Jerry. Right, the three-inch guns. Are they a support unit? Oh, yeah. They are, yeah. So it wouldn't be that hard. It would just be moving them. I think they come in twos and fours, don't they? Two yeah. and four. They're three points a gun. Yeah. So six points, 12 points. Hit and fours. Yep. Four up save. Gun shield. Yep. Well, that would be an interesting little option to have as well. As the, as the stuff, probably not for Normandy per se, but, you know, as it comes flooding in post the, you know, the, te- the taking of... Um, of Normandy and stuff, and then you get all the you know um, additional units coming flooding into France. Um, just having those as an option, just again, it's something different. You know, you've got the models, yeah, they're already out there. It's just another little little tweak. It'd be something interesting. So I don't think we've got anything like that. Where you, I'm, I'm pretty sure we don't have a a unit where the there is like gun type as the formation. I know you can take packs in the was it the Fart Schnell platoon? Yeah, yeah. in mid war. But um, just having them as a, you know, it's different. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they use them in the Ardennes as well as blocking detachments and things like well, that. Yeah, so. in the Ardennes, the Ardennes was pretty much the uh, French tow guns moment of glory, as it were. Yeah, how they were used that kind of thing. I know that's probably going to come out in a separate book, but yeah, some interesting options there. Nothing else. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we, if we do get a card like that for the Ardennes. That'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Cool. There you go. That's, that's that's D-Day. Oh, D for done. D for, yeah, American edition. Put it to bed. And it's, okay. it's £12. It's a great it's part yeah. the book. £12. Is it really? It's it, the same it's, as everyone else? Yep. Yep. There's a lot of book for 12 quid. That is a lot that of book. a lot of book. 12 quid. And if that's where they're going, again, that's a big tick for Battlefront. Wow. Yeah, that's that's stupendous, frankly. Yeah, I mean, how many pages is it? Hundred and forty. Yeah, that's a lot of bang for your buck. I'll have two. Yeah, <laughs> that's open fireboxes. Uh, sorry, hit the beach. <laughs> yeah, hit the beach yes. boxes. The best-selling product. It's going to be at the top of the list for ages. They, they sold out on the open day and had to send someone back to the warehouse to get more. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's just. It's such a, 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 it's bold, it's brave, but it's such a good move. Yeah, such a good move. I'm hoping people playing. When Team Yankee gets a second edition, we get we see a similar box. I think Team Yankee can oh. redo that. Yeah. Does that thing be necessarily as good the de- uh, no as good as value as that one? But just a good box with like you know decent forcing, both sides. We well, you want something that you and your mate can buy one each. You swap both the halves and you can play a game. Precisely right. Yeah. yeah. That, that, if it's it, 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 a fifty a fifty quid box, I think they still yeah. do well of it. But I was yeah, surprised you... how low Battlefront with each. Well, we said that the late war is gonna have to be banging, you know, it's gonna have to Well yeah, exactly, whatever yeah. waiting for. I mean so far uh I've got no complaints at all. I've got nothing but praise to be honest. I think they've done yeah. it. Exactly. I mean, really I, well. if I really want people to dance, it's probably a couple of things to pick up, but 
No, well, I'm not going to be. I'm, I'm enjoying what we got here. It's, it's a good start. Yeah, it's a great time to be in the hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, so, talk about hobby and great times. Events coming up. Yeah. My con- concise, very uh, thoroughly researched, what can I find? Because I remember I'm supposed to be doing event posts list. Hold on, hold on Eddie. You said events, but... But Flames of War's dead. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Flame, Flames of War is dead, <laughs> and there, yeah. there definitely aren't any new players who have come over from Warhammer Forty Thousand. Definitely not yeah. happy with the Facebook post. That would never happen ever. No. Yeah. No, no, no one wants to play. I yeah. eight, no, no, dude. I don't think anyone wants to sully this hobby, fine hobby with forty k players. <laughs> oh wait, no. What do we all play before this? Yeah, sorry, carry on. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, that would never happen. He says. Um. Oh yeah, Battlefront never listened to the players and never changed the way they do things. Unlike where they just have. Mm-hmm. You know. No, no, no. That 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 was just a mirage, and oh, I don't yeah. mean a sexy jet. Oh <laughs> damn it! Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, Tanders didn't. I, I, I mean, I'm just I'm just impressed. I mean, obviously there's there's Battlefront Arsenal Company, and they're not going to get everything right, and there's always going to be bits and pieces that kind of come through, but they, they were honest. I mean, like they, they've listened to what we've been saying and they've started to, you know, respond to that. So at the open day, they said, look, the reason the SS, um, well, that was last year. I mean, the reason stuff's not in the book is because the plastics weren't ready. You know, they're, they're trying to get it all together. And, uh, I think it's just going to be, it's going to, D-Day's blown me out of the water. You know. So looking at what we're going to have next is just going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Looking for that German book, that's for sure. Yes. So yeah, events anyway. So... Sorry. Yep. Yes. Back on track. Uh, Back on target. 20th and 21st of July, Attack Devises. 110 points mid-war with the red-blue swap. That's just around the corner. Um, the 3rd of August, we have... Uh, cracking the fortress which is a breakthrough assault late war 100 point event up in edinburgh scotland um check the facebook posts for more information on that uh the 11th of august we have the team yankee global conflict in oxford 75 points one day uh and then warfare in reading 16th and 17th of november apparently it's a mid-war and late war Oh, I think. Oh, so they're running. Is that two se- two separate ones? Yeah, yeah basically two separate ones. They're trying to do two separate. <gasps> if there's enough, they'll try. You know, they'll consolidate on whichever is most popular. But that's that's what their Eddie. intention was. Come to the forum. Are you, are you going? I will definitely want to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I are you running for to the office? I will go if I can. Is what I am saying. Well, I was just wondering if you wanted to do another challenge. That was all, you know, just, just trying to... Oh, that would be great. Trying to bait the hook, you know, just, just I'm away. Say, you know, maybe... Yeah, no, okay, all right. Let me put it this way. I'm away on holiday next week. Next weekend, I go away for two weeks. And when I come back, yep. I'm going to look at plan everything out over it's, the next that's year. That's Uganda, isn't it? That is Uganda, yeah. So I get to go see our yep. one and only devoted Ugandan listener. <laughs> if you know I mean, I think it causes a weird yeah. blip on our demographics. Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, yeah, well she 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 finishes. She's finally finished. So um, she's going to be going back to the states. Um, so we get one more American listener. That's okay. We got we got. Ten, we, I was about to say we got plenty of American listeners. Well, <laughs> somehow we get Canada. Can we get a Canada? We're looking. We're looking. Look, we're looking. Learn Luxembourg. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I will look at what tournaments they can attend. Okay. And warfare is definitely. I mean, I can't speak highly enough of warfare. It's if you if you are a hobby obsessionist like myself, you can pretty much pay for your Christmas uh, presents by selling all your unwanted hobby at the bring and buy. It's a fantastic mix of traders. And it's just a really well-run tournament scene. And if you're really unlucky, you might see Adam Cox's um, Grey Ferdinand. Oh, I wonder Which what. Which is a euphemism. We could take we could take uh, bets on what other the next outrage will be that he'll bring. What he'll come. Out. <laughs> well, he's got he's he's currently um, on the American drive, isn't he? So. Yeah, but what, well, what, yeah. what would he bring that would upset you know nothing but jeeps? <laughs> For rupping people, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's let's talk about that. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that when I come back, basically, and then yeah. we're excited yeah. and overcommit, and then I'll be painting at two a.m. the night before again. Yeah. Maybe something other than tigers. That 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 that's just a lie. Crazy talk. I know. <laughs> Still, <laughs> king tigers by then, surely? No. That could be. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, I doubt. Yeah. It. I doubt it. Mm. I think we'll see king tigers to vibration. Yeah, we won't. They've got to keep something in reserve. Yeah, you yeah. can't sure what help okay. what's going to be in bag Russian if they didn't do that, but yeah. What, for the Germans? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Operation Regression. Uh, lots of army group centre dis- just disappearing from a map. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <just laughs> take that off. Just... We'll see a magic trick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um... Okay, thank you. Uh, is that all the uh the all I've got so far. If anyone has any events they want me to promote, please email fez at breakthroughassault.co.uk and I will add it to my list. Other fezes are not available. Other fezes are available but are vastly inferior. We still need to get you a field a field grey fez, don't we? You get your fez in field grey. I do. I was thinking about that actually. I was thinking about reaching out to Fezzarama in the States and going, "Can you make Fezzarama?" <laughs> it's right. It's the premium. If you if you need a Fez, Fezzarama, uh, bespoke handmade quality Fezzes, uh, thoroughly endorsed by myself. Um, Surely also... you need the splint, a splinter camo one. <gasps> well, I was thinking about just getting an olive drab one, but with a Velcro unit patch on the front. Because that way you can just chop and change as and when. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pretty cool. I mean, I own four of them, and <laughs> they weren't cheap. Um, but yeah. Anyway. So if you want to, if you want to fund uh, Fez, <laughs> Fez's a Fez, yeah. a go fund me. Well, we're going to patron just for Fez. A patron, a patron just for Fez's head. Fund a field grey Fez. <laughs> I think that might get blocked. Officers' questions, I think. No, the officer answers. The officer answers. Yeah. We're changing the name, the officer answers. 
Yeah, yeah. That's it. Before I get cut a name for this section, that's it. <laughs> okay, so we've got Vincent. Yeah, Vincent. Um, what units would you take and what tactic strategy would you use to play and maybe win with an armoured British company? Oh, um, Brackets Sherman. Now, hey. I know the person that does this because Fez kicked my ass about three weeks ago with a Sherman, oh. British, with a Sherman um, company. So I was yeah. ready. They've changed a lot because <gasps> you no longer have semi-indirect fire. Yep. So semi, yeah, semi-erect. Yep. Semi, yeah. So there's none of this, none of this sitting at long range and and what you know. No, oh, I think they're over there. Oh, I'll lob some shots and not be very effective because they're at long range. Um, the fortress Europe points are very generous. So just load up on full-size platoons with fireflies combined arms as always you know your 25 pounders are amazing and they're dirt cheap aren't they in late war they're dirt cheap like offensively cheap yeah i mean you've got everything you need in your toolbox you just need to be smart with it um the unsung heroes are the universal carriers yeah that's uh, annoying because they are annoying and they're small enough that you can actually and quick enough you can get around the flanks and through the gaps and just put pressure on people you know they're they never sit next to yeah they sit next to an objective which means that you're tying forces up that could be going and doing other things um you know if the infantry you know they also stop like the pack four. If you've got like, if you're going against pack forties, and you put pressure on the other flank, and the pack forties are going, oh, we'll just move over there, and they start moving. Your universal carriers can run around the corner and just machine gun them from behind their bullet shields and do basically be like air support. And any moving gun shielded gun is now in trouble. You know, because that's I mean, what tactical move? I think they have tactical move of ten. Is it ten or eight? 10 i think yeah. it's 10 that's a 16 inch machine gun range that's 26 inches of threat you know so you're covering a, a quarter of the board or even if they're in the middle if you manage to sneak out the middle to bring the deployment type most of the board two-thirds with nine machine gun shots yeah while we're talking about air power I, i'm not convinced by the hurricane I don't no think. it's look, fortress europe it's not you know it's there it's there to be the, you know, interdiction type. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you need. You can rely on it. No. To, to really do heavy lifting for you, I think it's, you, you're better off putting your points back into Sherman's. I think. Yeah. Wait for the typhoons. Yeah. yeah. Wait for the typhoon at that point. Four platoons. Uh, twenty-five pounders. Twenty-five pounders. Your fireflies, and then don't forget to try and gun tank off the fireflies. Well, where do you stand on the Achilles? Not on the seventeen pounders or fireflies. Yeah, do you think? Yeah, I mean, they're. To be fair, that said, they did they did kick ass in the game against Lee. Okay. Because um, they got in a great position and just sat there and hit there. I was just wondering because they're quite they're quite expensive and they they're they're a little bit vulnerable. Well, they are, but then you just need to be less... So you need to be more aggressive with your Shermans. Yeah. And then a lot more patient with your Achilles. 
So you, you can't get into the mentality, do you think, of being able, you know, you need you need to take losses almost. Not need to, but you're going to, don't yeah. be afraid of losing tanks. No, exactly. Yeah, you can't, you can't m- mince around. You've got to, you've got to properly get in there. Okay. okay. Um, but the at show- the same time, you're not stabilised Americans. So you're not running and gunning. You're oh. getting into a good position and then, you know, you could take a loss or two getting there, fine. But then you're sitting there with your concealment veteran trading shots to an extent. It's, you know, don't you can smoke. What's the British special rule compared to the American stabilizers? I can't remember now. It's, I don't know what they get. I can't remember. Um, it is a much better counterattack. Oh, yes, British ball, I think. So you're not going to okay. get pushed off an objectives right. as easily. Um, he says opening up armies of late war. That's not the right one. No, forge That's the one. I just want. I just wanted because you know, like you said, the Americans run and gun with their stuff. It's you know, yeah. So no, Americans, Americans, if you stop moving, you've already lost. Like a yeah. shark. Yeah. yeah. You almost want to be shooting them as you go past them onto the objective, you know. And then it was American guys, and then as the as the as they come over and and turn to adjust you, you just drive past them, and it's just all about just movement. Um, but your Sherman squadron, so your normal Shermans, hit on fours, trained four plus, confident four plus, so nice and easy. Only one stat four plus. Um, you've got smoke in your main guns. So you can use the smoke to negate the return fire. Um, your firefly has protected ammo, so it gets a three-up remount. Okay. But they're, yeah, still, they're, they're just dirt cheap. Mm. I, mean, I, I, believe, I believe your firefly behind and you have your other tanks neither off trying to get the side where the firefly pops away yeah. at long range. Yeah. And if there's something sure. to do so. If you're careful, so yeah. Get behind some concealment and use a range no, I, to your advantage. I wouldn't, leave, I wouldn't leave cover with these guys unless I really had to. Mm. You know, really? okay. yeah, well, it's just, you know, your veterancy is your armor. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. We've and said four, it before. Fours to fives is, is huge. You know, and if you're taking on pans of fours, you know, just not, yeah, reducing the number of hits. And then you can gun tank off the Firefly and keep that in the game. Mm, okay. Yep. Because okay. you're only ever going to have one in the platoon. I mean, that the Firefly really is a godsend in the in the late war. Oh it yeah. Just so much, so much hitting power which you didn't have in in the mid war books. I mean, yeah. the Sherman seventy five is a good tank, but that Firefly really does just mean that every German tank has to take each every platoon seriously. You know, you can't yeah. take the Mickey out of. I mean, once the Firefly's gone, then sure, move everyone else. You know, you can, you can, you know, that platoon then has lost its teeth. Get up and close to personal, you know, and get those flank shots in. Interesting. Okay. That's that's my view, but then again, oh, and Stuart, for your formation, the Recce Patrol is is a great formation platoon. Oh, because it's dirt cheap, I imagine, isn't it? Dirt cheap, yeah. So using the same 
use them the same as you would the universal carriers, only um, they can survive like the MG fire and the integral. Yeah, because it's, it's the latest Jewett, so you got their um, armor four, side armor three, rather than yeah. two. Which, yes, it's not a huge difference to the world anti tank 14, but it really all helps. So, yeah, exactly. Now, bizarrely, you can, I mean, you can have up to two of those platoons in an armor squadron. Because okay. you have one, one of the compulsory slot, and there's also an optional um, second. Oh, one. okay. I, just, I literally just noticed it. There's five boxes. Four of them are Sherman, so, one of them can be Sherman or Stuart's. And the other one's a pure Stuart box. They've got, they got a ton of machine guns, haven't they? They've got five? Yeah. yeah. So, put five machine gun shots moving. Well, that that also that um, front armor four means that in if you're facing other recce like German T two twos or something, they're not going to do diddly squat against you. Oh yeah, they're only AT five. They're not, you know. Yeah, he's still, still got that thirty seven millimeter. Put a shot back. Yeah, okay. I'll beat you out overwork because they they didn't do that um, trick they did in the desert with the with the guys around. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. Okay. That's well, hopefully that helps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Poopo actually went away from the question. So, so, so that was Eddie, Eddie the officer answering. Yeah, that was, that was Eddie's um, experienced British tank yeah. handler. Yeah, um, if you haven't won doing those tactics, then you've obviously not tried hard enough and uh, report to my office for a disciplinary action. <laughs> Interview about coffee, yes. Yes, um, there will Raphael, not be distance. Sit in the red chair. <laughs> Raphael asks, what are you excited for? Does this release anything to this arsenal? Well, I think we answered that in the main body. Everything. Yeah. Everything's exciting. Roy Hood, what models would you add to a Fortress Europe army to expand it into D Day? Ooh, Everything. now that is it that's a banging question. That's a good one. So I mean look at the Americans, big one is a seventy six millimeter Sherman. Drop that oh, into yeah. it. Yeah. Give you a Sherman that can kill stuff. Um But are they in the D Day books, they're whole platoons, aren't they? Assume you've got a mid-war army of Shermans, there'll be all the 75s. Yep. So you use those for like two of your three slots and then put in this, a new platoon of 76s for your, like, your first yep. slots. Yeah. If you've got a rifle-based um, army, then again, you can have that as a support unit. Um, also worth putting in, obviously, it's P47s, because you're much better than the Kitty Hawk. Um, uh, yep, you got the full. We well, get everything as well. You get machine guns, uh, rockets, and bombs. So you got the full. Yeah, every, everything you well. can do. A P4 is going to do better. Yep. And also the new recce platoon, much like the White Scout car, the M8 based cavalry platoon is so much better. Yeah. Actually, yep. So yeah, that's what I'd go for. With that certainly that's what I'd go for for taking um, Fortress Europe into D-Day with the Americans. Yeah, it's it's tricky. I mean, I, to be honest, you just need more more holes. In terms of you just need more base Shermans. So hit the beach. Pretty much. Uh, it is, it's a must buy if you play Americans. You know, you've got enough extra Shermans. He's got 376s. You've also got a platoon of um, paras if you want to have some paras in there as support. I'd say the only reason not to buy hit the beach is because you want five 76 millimeter Shermans. Yeah, it? but then that's when you buy two boxes of hit the beach. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. And then you've got six 75 mil Shermans. Yeah. Plus two more Shermans. One. Plus two platoons of paratroops. There you go. And a whole German army. Yes. There you go. <laughs> for for ten pounds more than if you'd bought ten Shermans. Yeah. 
But that's a, val- that's a valid answer, I think. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd, you'd throw in there? I think Eddie mentioned the M12s. They'd be worth a look because they're... They yeah. are Don't good. They're, they're pricey in both senses of the word. Yeah. Um, and I mean, to be fair, if you if you play mid war, you've probably got 105s or M7s already. Probably an AOP. Yep. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Actually, you know, to get banked, but a proper, you know, buy the AOP, have that pottering around because that will give you something that plays very different and gives your artillery some real reach. That means you can stay. You know, if you've got land based 105s, you know, um, not self propelled. Not self propelled. Yeah, exactly. Then they can hide completely now not have to worry about spotting themselves whilst the AOP goes off and does its horrible, does its horrible thing. stuff. With good dice rolls, of course, and doesn't get shot down, which is, is not is not the be-all and end-all as it, it once was, um, but it's definitely got a place, and it's cool as hell. Holy. Okay. All right. That's it. That's it. All the officers' question answers. Time to scoot. Oh, it is. Has anyone got dice? Yeah, so what value are we going for? We're definitely trained. We're hitting the beach train, surely. We're hitting the beach. We're 29th, okay. Yeah, 29th. So Let's go. So we're on a four plus. This is a chance. It's going to be. One well, I had this yesterday, didn't I? Oh, and it very much is like Jessica, I just roll a one. <laughs> <laughs> so not so close then. We've hit the beach face first. <laughs> face first, yeah. Yeah. Sand. <laughs> Looking in awe at the rangers who are running up the beach, actually running up a cliff, yeah. Running up a cliff next to us, making us look all feel very inadequate. Um, <laughs> failing to shoot and scoot once again. <laughs> this seawall looks lovely. Yes. No, I'm just gonna stay here, Sarge. <laughs> I like the shingle. The shingle the shingle feels the shingle feels Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, just building a little tunnel here. I'm gonna tunnel under. Give me, give me that spoon. What do you mean, liberate France? I've liberated this much. Yeah, I've done my bit. Yeah, I'm going to undermine the seawall. <laughs> or medieval style. Yeah. Well, sap it, damn it. How much of France have you liberated? You go do your bit. <laughs> oh. The armored train wreck of a. Oh, sorry. What? what? No, I was just saying, Brill. Thank you. Brill. Carry on. All right. <laughs> The Armored Train Record podcast you've been listening to was Shoot and Scoot, the Blades of War podcast from the team of Breakthrough Assault at Code UK. It was brought to you by support from Battlefield Hobbies and the overwhelming military machine of the US of A. Freedom. In 1776, they took the airports. <laughs> Don't forget the ramparts. Oh, the ramparts, yeah. The ramparts. Not only did they have air support, they also took combat engineering vehicles. Yeah. (laughs) Crab flails. Crab flails. (laughs) Just crabs, like medieval flails, right? Every time, every time I'm with uh, with Tacey and the, the, you know, hear the British, sorry, the American national anthem. And they did the, and the rockets rained in. I just go, you're welcome. It's rockets, red flare. Rockets, red flare. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, you know, was it providing yeah, Independence Days for fifty-eight countries around the world? Thirty-six. There'll be thirty-six fewer Independence Days if it wasn't for the British Empire. You're yep. welcome. <laughs> Subjugating the world <laughs> since fifteen hundred and something. <laughs>
Sorry, uh, colonizing. Colonizing. I think it's the. Yeah. Do, do you have a flag? No. Yeah. Well, you can't have a country without a flag. <laughs> I've got a flag. Well, do you have a gun? Yeah. No, you don't have a gun. No, I've got a gun. <laughs> do you like governance and missionaries? Well, you don't. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid the British Empire is really not for you. Um... <laughs> Too bad you're in it anyway. <laughs> What's your feeling on the bureaucratic civil services? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>